in movies, TV series, video games, books, and more. This is Potential Picks. Hello and welcome back to another edition of Potential Picks. I'm your host, Chris Dewar, and I'm joined by my co-host, Taylor Sokol. Today, we're reviewing the latest Marvel Cinematic Universe original series on Disney+, Plus, Miss Marvel, uh, created by Bisha K. Ali. Uh, this came out recently and exciting because it's a whole new character. Now, for a lot of people, Marvel comes to mind. Of course, we have Captain Marvel already in the MCU, played by Brie Larson. But this is going to be a new character to introduce, uh, a new series, and aimed at a slightly younger demographic than most of the shows have been lately, featuring a whole new character of Kamala, who is bound to become Miss Marvel in the series. So uh, before we continue, this will be a spoiler warning. Spoiler warning. This, of course, is a show where we're going to talk about some key plot points uh, and some big reveals towards the end of the series. So if you've not actually watched this six-part series, go watch it, come back, listen to our review. Taylor, what is a brief synopsis of Miss Marvel? So Miss Marvel uh, follows uh, Kamala Khan. She's a 16-year-old fangirl of the Avengers, particularly of Captain Marvel, uh, Carol Danvers, who struggles to fit in until she ends up gaining these powers. Um, you know, growing up in a Muslim family, it's or almost a, a part of this. You know, the struggles of regular high school, but also her family's expectations, uh, boy drama, trying to drive, and all that, and she finds. Uh, when she gets these powers and a whole new world sort of opens up uh, and she becomes part of a large universe. And now she knows it to quote uh, Nick oh, yeah. Fury. <laughs> <laughs> so I was, I was really, um, really intrigued to hear about this. Now, my only experience with Kamala Khan, actually, I played the not so well received Avengers game uh, briefly. And I was kind of like, Oh, this is a really cool character. And you know, now Chris this is the seventh uh, TV entry series of the MCU. Uh, you know, Disney's really been churning out these series. And I got to say, this is definitely one of my new favorites. I really enjoyed everything from not only the story is very well contained, um, but also I like the style of it. Yeah, this definitely falls into the camp of the Spider-Man movies we've had here in the MCU. There's a lot of great humor to these characters there's a lot of great just uh, dialogue and then there's this really creative take where in the background in many of these episodes we see graffiti we see art we see this kind of cool very much like the homecoming editing where we're seeing all this stuff that's kind of in kamala's mind or what she's thinking about you know she's a, a girl in school who really has this uh love for superheroes and especially captain marvel but coming from a Pakistan family where they have really their set ways and there's certain things they don't really, you know, uh, agree with maybe with some of the superhero business. Finding that as with every kid has that thing where it's like, you really want to go to that one thing. The mom and dad are probably going to say no. And she's the baby of the family. So of course there's also a natural, uh, more protective nature for her. Her brother seems to get to do a lot more than she would. Uh, and that's one thing I do want to go right into is the the character dynamic of this show. You know, really, uh, 
we have Kamala. We have her best friend, Bruno, uh, played by Matt Lentz, who he's like the nerdy guy who you could tell he has a bit of a crush on her. You can tell there's that little bit of, of, of a, a, a romance, but it's not really um, from her side as well. But he's the tech guy. He's the Tony Stark in this. He's the guy. He's her guy in the chair. Yeah, it, he he comes up with some cool stuff. You know, a big part of this whole series in the beginning is she wants to go to Avengers Con, which is a great concept that there'd be a whole convention based off the superheroes, and there'd be you know costume compl- you know cosplay. There'd be awards and all this stuff, and she wants to go as Captain Marvel, and he's helping her kind of pimp up some of her outfits, especially with these cool uh, gloves he makes. They're going to make her look like she has light hands. But it's a struggle to have mom and dad agree to have her go because they don't really understand why. And I want to talk about, yeah, the family. The mom, the dad, and the brother were great characters in this. They don't come off like caricatures by any means. They, They come off as real people. And a lot of this show has a lot to do with like family and family lineage. And understand that maybe there's some things that even the mom doesn't want to accept about the past of her family that connects to why they would have powers in the first place, why this bangle has this power. And she was so good in this show. She really was the, her and the dad were so funny, but a lot of heartwarming moments where I was just like, I get these parents, you know, there's the, there's the history and the, their own culture, but just as parents with a teenager, how do you handle Someone that not only wants to be a superhero and now is becoming one. Well, I think in, in general to continue this show, what what I thought would did well for the big sick of Muslim culture with Kamani Wanji, this took it to a next level. This made me really appreciate and really want to understand the history of you know Muslim culture and and a lot of the struggle of because of British rule and how India got broken up and not. It was really powerful stuff, and you're right. The, the, every character I want to know more about. There was no, and that is a tough thing to do in these TV shows is have kind of the stereotypical character. Like, okay, of course, some of the more villainous characters a little more like a little more one note, but all the all the good characters, the family, the friends, the allies that Kamala meets throughout this, they're really well developed. Even kind of, and then you even like the so much the popular girl characters that we see like in high school i was like okay they're not kind of falling too much into those tropes but they had a really cool modern twist you know we're in the age of TikToking and social media and, and all that and of course they really show like oh you know this is now years after superheroes have been a thing you know but it wasn't long, but it's still kind of people like oh who's this person and like why aren't they like why don't they have their why don't they have their stuff together you know who's this light girl kind of thing <laughs> yeah yeah, I love the nicknames they come up with because they don't know what her name is. And uh, yeah, I will say like, yeah, one character that stood out for me was uh, Nakia, who's one of her best friends as well, who uh, wants to run for a member on the board of the mosque, which, you know, from typically most, you know, mosques and, and those of following Muslim faith, it's heavily another one that's very guy heavy uh, with, you know, running the show. And she has this kind of fierceness about her that even though she's not someone that's going to be a superhero, Kamala looks up to her because of her boldness to step up and try to try to have a little bit of girl power in a, in a mostly, you know, male run religion. And I like that element too, as we're seeing, we're seeing where Kamala gets her influences from and also why a lot of this had to do with, 
yes, she gets powers and there's this goal of like, what do you want to be in your life? You know, but she sees a lot of that influence from her, her family and her history. And the fact that she's like, it's time someone like me gets to be a superhero. Like she's like, people like me don't get to be superheroes. You know? That's a very powerful line that she says, you know, brown girls like me don't, from Jersey, don't, I'm like, right in the early bit of this episode, it's like, oh, so she has already that bit of self-doubt and, um, you know, her, her mother is kind of uh, the toughest influence on her because she's like, you know, you, you know, uh, you need to represent your family well, you need to kind of do what I say and there's that, Though it's more apparent more in those uh, relationships and that culture, it's something that can everyone can kind of relate to at one point. But a big thing about this show, as you mentioned, was uh, what I think was one of the weaker elements, although there was some good fight moments and there's some stuff in there that worked. There's not really a definitive villain in this show. There's like a couple different villain factions we have. First off, we have a whole plot going on with the Department of Damage Control, which we saw uh, hints of that in Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, so we have, you know, one of our agents back uh, kind of running the show, but it's one of his sub-agents that really comes off as more of like a villainous character. She's like constantly on the hunt for this, you know, this person that has powers. And I like a lot of the tension too when they go to the mosque and be like, you know, you need to have a warrant to come in here and check it out. She's like, we're just trying to really protect you from this, you know, abled individual. I love how the, the leader guy goes, um, next time, take off your shoes, which is a proper thing when you enter a mosque because you're supposed to, you know, as I have done before in Dubai and stuff. And then the other faction is we have this whole storyline, really what is the connected tissue of how she gets these powers is this bangle, this bangle that her great grandma had founded. And we get a lot of these cool flashbacks. And I like a lot of the flashback scenes. And we get that there's this whole other like parallel universe going on. There's a whole nother world, and that's where these powers come from. So now the MCU is introducing yet another mystical realm uh, on top of all the other ones we've gone so far. Yeah. And this Bengal has <laughs> losing, these powers from that. Track. I mean, sometimes it is, but we have this yeah, the clandestines. And we get this whole thing of, of jinn, which is a big, you know, thing with the uh, you know, similar to like a genie or something like that. So our villains really are trying to get this bangle so they can go back to their own world, ultimately to have that world take over our world and destroy our world. And I like the plot line of actually going to Pakistan and meeting the Red Daggers. I thought was really cool. Um, I thought that guy was great in the show. And then like the leader guy who kind of trained her and was helping her like figure out what is all this about. But then it got a little trippy where we have, you know, her grandma tells her, when I was a young child, there was a whole crazy thing going on with the, you know, situation of people trying to escape from India. And there was one train left. And at one point I was, I got lost from my parents and these guiding lights helped me. And you come to find out that it was Kamala the whole time. Yeah. So we have this weird time travel thing almost. Somehow with her powers, that's how she, but it's one of those time travel paradoxes where you go like, well, I guess technically, if the grandma then survived, then she would have started her own family and eventually had her daughter, which is Kamala's mom. And then Kamala would have been born, you know, but it's like, how did that, that that's where I got a little confused uh, with with the connected tissue of all that. Yeah. Uh-huh, I agree. Because I was like, wait, if that was her, but that was a great, I think, plot line. It was kind of like, oh, that was kind of a cool that she was those guiding lights. And, you know, the powers alone, 
I know from you having played the video game and from what I've read, a lot of people's kind of beef with the show is it's not that Miss Marvel has a bangle and that's what helps her power. She just has these powers. Yeah. Uh, clearly one of her big powers is she has the stretchy arm where she can do it, you know, she can which kind they of, did a lot of. She can really kind of, she's kind of more of a Mr. Mr. Fantastic kind of powered individual. So they kind of changed that. But I mean, again, I did like that. What I liked about the powers though, is that she doesn't just learn them right away. It was like, it was messy. Oh, it it's took kind some of, time. <laughs> and even so how she's doing it. Like, I love how it's like very awkward, how she like, can run on these little light pedestals. Like, yeah. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> so it was kind of like, it was kind of like very fitting for her character. Um, an, a really positive uh, highlight I would like to say is that they didn't fall in the trap of she has some she doesn't fall and have some sort of romantic. There's a lot of teasing. She's got kind of three you know handsome suitors. Yeah, Kamala, come on now. I know, but I like that it was like oh she doesn't just get with someone at the end. It was really about really about her figuring out how to be a good Muslim, a good daughter, but staying true to herself and figuring out these powers and kind of an allegory of becoming a woman and, and all this stuff. Cause there is a little, like, you know, we talk about, you know, sh movies like, you know, turning red and, and there's like that one scene where Naki is like, Hey, do you need this? And like, give her some feminine products. She's like, no, I'm good. So there's a, there are so many great references, symbolism to, you know, emerging womanhood. And, and I thought this just does such a great job of having a po more positive representation. I don't know if, uh, girl power and i think you know that's what miss uh, captain marvel is trying to do i think this one really succeeded more in that and that's was one of my my favorite parts yeah even like the fighting was at like there were some great action moments but even like the last big episode a lot of the final fight was these really smart kind of traps that they set for these you know oh, it was very home alone you know, DC yeah, they, guards yeah oh, like it was great <laughs> i love the giant experiment that makes the giant foam ball explosion and then like using the softballs and like the smoke you know machines they, they really did a good job of kind of being like they're a group of teenagers trying to fight off these government guards you know but i do think some of the fighting was cool you know i think it's a cool visual when you see like yeah her walking on the light things and then especially when she does get to use those like giant fists are like really fun and yeah the ending really ultimately got to you know she her family really accepts her for what she is after, you know, everyone's kind of found out that she is this uh, enhanced individual. I like that the mom helps her like get this suit and like, you know, she's, she has representation of her family and her culture through her costume is really cool. Uh, and even like the dad being like, you know, we, we tried for many years after your brother to have another, it took a while. And then when you were born, we just realized you were so perfect. And that's why we named you Kamala. And actually, you know, another word for that is wonder, marvel. And she's like, you know, you're our own Miss Marvel. And she's like, I share a name with Carol Danvers. You know, yeah. she's like, oh, my gosh. Which I thought was a great way to set up, like, why is her name Miss Marvel? And even at the ending, there was that moment where, you know, Bruno's going to go off to Caltech and they're going to have a bit of a separation. But he's like, you know, I've been studying the blood. We've been doing the blood samples of you. I want to check your brother, too, because I think it's more than just you have powers. There's something wrong with your genetics. A mutation. Da -da 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 -da. And cue the X-Men theme song. So, so we're now having yet another step towards potential X-Men or, you know, mutated individuals. So I think they're starting to continue to open the doors to one day we're going to finally get the X-Men here in the MCU. But then the, the post-credit scene was a, was a bit of a head twist for even I. Uh, you know, this whole time we've been hoping that at some point, at least, Brie Larson would show up because we know 
we know that next year we're getting the Marvels, which is going to be the follow-up sequel to Captain Marvel. And we already know that, of course, Brie Larson will be back. Iman Vellani, who is, plays Kamala, has already been, you know, said she'll be in that. And we're also getting Monica Rambo back. So we're going to have three different individuals with these powers. But it was a cool ending where she you know, is like, come on down for dinner. She's like, okay, mom. And then she starts seeing the bangle really start to get the like the cool plasma looking color and it's starting to heat up and all of a sudden she's just blasted in her closet and out comes captain marvel brie larson and she's looking around and seeing all these posters and pictures of her and she's like oh no 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 and it was like blackout and i was like what does that what does that even mean how is that possible what what you know so i hope that's exactly how the marvel starts is just her in that bedroom and like what am i doing uh Curious to know how that all connects, how their powers connect. Um, you know, if there's something to do with teleportation or, you know, the whole time too, I remember them talking about that there was two bangles and I wanted to know where the second bangle was. And I wonder if somehow she's going to get a second bangle to have multiple power, you know? We know like a bit with the Infinity Stones, which kind of gave Carol Danvers her powers was that space and, you know, the time, the space stone, you know, you can transport. So, yeah, that it leaves on quite quite a cliffhanger. And I was like, okay, and this is what we talked about recently. This is what we're excited about because we are ready to see a more of a connective tissue to and more of a direction of phase four. And I think that we are slowly getting there with this. Yeah, I think once we start seeing, I don't really think She-Hulk is going to have a, a great stepping stone moment. Possibly. I do think we're going to see a lot more with uh, Black Panther 2 and moving forward, especially with ant-man 3 i think we're gonna get a lot more answers and we're gonna see more of oh this is the direction phase four is leading into to get us into phase five and beyond but miss marvel a great introduction for the character i think iman has a great acting technique and she's just you really care for her you fight for her you want her to succeed and i love her sense of humor and how much she is like a nerd and a fan and now she's joining the club and how much that's going to be fun to watch her connect especially with her own personal hero of captain marvel so for all the character work the humor some really cool action sequences uh and a well-contained story for six episodes this first season you know miss marvel i don't think it's going to get a second season necessarily um for me solid eight out of ten i had a good time with this yeah i'm gonna give it um eight out of ten as well and for all the reasons you said i will say also a really great positive representation of family, womanhood, and Muslim culture. Uh, but I'm giving it a little lower score like you because I don't think they fleshed out the villains. They turned evil too quickly. There's a lot going on with that. And I wanted a little bit more of the DO, DODC and the clandestine. I wanted to see a little bit more about who these people were. So maybe we'll get more in the future. Who knows? But uh, I hope you all enjoyed this series as much as we did. This limited series, all six episodes of Miss Marvel are streaming now on Disney+. Plus. Watch it yourselves. Uh, tell us what you thought about this review, and we hope you enjoyed another edition of Potential Picks. Thanks for listening to The Potential Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Potential Podcast, or on Twitter at The Potential Pod. Or you can email us. Send us your positive feedback and thoughts, suggestions, and more through our email, thepotentialpodcast at yahoo.com. I'm your host, Chris Dewar. And I'm your host, Taylor Sokol. Stay tuned for more episodes on pop culture, entertainment, and nerdum. And remember, know, know your, your potential. potential.